Guten Erev Shabbos, Guten Erev Pesach, Shalom Aleichem, Ubrius Lochem, Ulechol Mishpachtechem, Ulechol Klal Yisrael. First of all, I want to say that our words of learning together, Erev Shabbos, such a holy Zman, Erev Shabbos of the Geula, such a Zman where there had been so many Korbonas, should be a schus for all the Chayla Yisrael. The Miyuchid, I have a Shvaga who still needs a Refuah. Ayazev ben Edel Refuah Shlema b'mhera. I really want to share with all of you a fascinating medrash that a couple of days ago hit me and it made such a rush when I thought about that medrash that I pulled it out and read it like four or, four, four or five times over. It Mamish is talking to our Zman and it's Mamish telling us that we're about to have an unbelievable geula. And I'm going to be mocked him a couple of questions before I get to the Medrash. Famous question is, why is this week called Shabbos HaGodl? Famous answer was a nest. There was a nest that took place in this Shabbos. We all know that the nest was based on the day of the week. It was Yud Nisim. And if you look at every other calendar event in Klal Yisrael, it's always measured by the day of the month, not the day of the week. Every Yom Tif we have, every Chag, every Yorzeit, every Simche, it's all based on a calendar date. Shtikolapela, that Shabbos HaGadol is literally the only day we have the whole year where it's marked by Shabbos Kodesh and not marked by the day of the week. And often, it comes out that it's not actually coinciding Bechlau when the nest took place. It could be earlier, it could be later. Additionally, the miracle is associated to Shabbos. It's called Shabbos HaGodl. The Baba Rebbe, Zatzal, the Rebbe of Shlema, used to say, if we want to bring out the fact that this Shabbos has a nest, so they call it Shabbos nest. I saw today a shear written by Rav Shlomo Zalman, Zechot Tzadik Levroche. Rav Shlomo Zalman pointed out that really Pesach is also called Shabbos. We know the famous machloikis between the Tzedukim and the Chachomim when you start counting the Svirah is based on the Pesach of Mimochas HaShabbos. The Chazal taught us it means right after the first day of Pesach, as we do. The Tzedukim they felt Shabbos Pesach is the Ikel. So Shlem Zalman, Zechat Tzadik Levrocha, wanted to say, that's why we call it Shabbos HaGodl, to imply that this is the introduction to the Shabbos HaKotten, which is Pesach. But again, answer still begs the question, why is the stress Shabbos? And now it just becomes greater, why is Pesach called Shabbos? Why is that the way the Torah identifies Pesach? By calling it Shabbos. Opening the door 
to the confusion of the tzedukim. Another general question about Pesach. On the one hand, Pesach starts with tremendous amounts of chumras. This year, the Rabbonim, the Gdelei Peskim, are going out of their way to try to offer kulis. Klal Yisrael, offer kulis. But that being put to the side, Klal Yisrael already ruggle. We're so used to the chumras. We're so used to all the chumras that for some people, it's harder to be mekel than to be machmir. Became so much part of who we are, part of the DNA of Klal Yisrael. The unbelievable chumras of Pesach. To such a degree, the chumras of Pesach are such that chumets is aser b'mashu. You can't even have a drop of chumets. Everything else is bucket. A piece of pig falls into a pot if there's more than 60 times the amount. It's bottle and the Godladar can eat it. The Chometz on Pesach is not bottle at all. Not even a drop. Now that I own Chometz, which is very rare, where do you have something you can't own? Something you don't own? Where do we find Machol Sasser or something you're not allowed to eat that you're not allowed to even own? So on the one hand, there's unbelievable Chumras. On the other hand, there's a tremendous Kula. And that is that Midaraisa, the Torah allows you to just be mevatel the chometz. To just say the chometz is null and void. And every single Jew is makayim that mitzvah of beetle. We do it by bedikas chometz. And at the night of Pesach, at the night of bedikas chometz, we exclude the chometz that we know about because we want to makayim the mitzvah of Tashbisa. We want to burn the chometz. So we don't want to be mevatel the chametz that we want to burn. But then again, after we burn the chametz, we revert back to bitl. And then we make an all-encompassing bitl. The yadana, the lo yadana, everything. We're mevatel everything. Now that's almost the opposite end. That's like the biggest kula in the world. That means midaraisa, a Yiddish balabosta, doesn't have to clean nothing other than the kalim that she wants to use to eat from. Just get up and say, Mamisha sentence, everything is bottle. And Rashi and Psachim actually says that that is how the Torah identifies destroying Chomets. Rashi says the word Tashbisu is Belev. That's an unbelievable kula. That's, that's huge. It's very hard to even accept that you're doing that, Belev Shalom, that you're really doing it fullheartedly. There's a story. With Ben Sin Abishol, Zechat Sadak Levrocha, the famous Sfaldish Rosh Hashiva from Paras Yosef, a Goyen and a Tzadik, he always used to capture the moment. So they say that there were young children in the house, and he was doing bitl. And everybody was saying together, Kol Chamira, Vachamira, Dikabishusi, should be bottle. Ben Sin Abishol looked at the child. I don't know if it was a child or a grandchild. And he said, not Pashut. Lo Pashut. So the grandchild looked up at him and said, well, what do you mean? It's not Pashut. Lo Pashut, that your bitl works. What? Not bitl doesn't work. Bitl is a, is, is, a, is a process that is brought down in Shulchan Aruch. Rabbi Sina Abishol said, all I know is that in Shemayin Hesre, 
every single Jew, including you, my grandson, say, My soul should be like dust to everyone. Meaning I should lower myself to everyone. You made yourself like dust. And I see every day when somebody chepes you, you go crazy. You're not dust to anybody. You stick up for every drop of your covet. So you see, you're saying, and meanwhile, you're very far from being awful. So who says Yipitl Chometz is more than that? It's interesting, the Chassam Seifer, when he used to give Musa on this topic of being forgiven and just letting things go, he used to say, the Mishnah says in Pirkei Ovis, Tikvas Enoi Shrima. Like a depressing statement. The hope of a human being is worms, meaning you're in the ground with the worms, your flesh. The worms get to it. So the Chassam Seifer asked, Tikvas Enoi Shrima. That's really, that's the hope. Don't we have bigger hopes than, than worms on the flesh? The Chassam Seifer says that when a person's going to come and they're going to open up a person's books and not everything is perfect. One of the excuses we're all going to use is, listen, all we are is Basar. That's all we are. All we are is Basar. Offer. And Hashem is then going to look how we treated others. If we always lowered ourselves to others, then nothing will be held up against us. That's Tikvas Enoi Shrima. We hope that we should be viewed upon as Rima, as Basar, as Afar. If that's the way we live our life towards others, we will be judged in the most favorable way. But again, why Bittal? Why is the formula, and according to Rashi, the formula that the Torah is actually identifying as the formula is believe, to just get rid of it in your heart. It's so despicable that if you consume it, chas v'sholem, it's chorus. It's so despicable that the chachomim say you can't even have a minute amount, it's not even bottle if it gets mixed in on Pesach. And yet, it's not despicable enough that you have to destroy it. Midaraisa, you could just say, uh, in my heart, it's nothing. Eradicate it from your heart. How does one understand this? The Haggadah begins with the famous Using an Aramaic language is how we start the Haggadah. Of course, everybody asks the question. And we'll get to what the main answer that's given. But the question really is more powerful I think then it's appreciated. Because we're starting the Haggadah for going on Loshon Kodesh. Loshon Kodesh is the language of, of Kedusha, the language of the Shekhinah. The Yerushalmi says that Loshon Kodesh is the language that causes Hashras Hashkinah. The Yerushalmi puts it together with living in Eretz Yisrael and talking in Loshon Kodesh. As being the formula for Ashros Hashchina. The Zohar HaKadosh says that. So here we are, the night of Pesach, the highest level. We left Mitzrayim according to one view because we maintained our language. And we start with a foreign language. We start with Aramaic. 
mean, the question is so outstanding that the answer has got to be simple. Because it's, it's mind-boggling that that's the way we start our, our Haggadah. Lashon Kodesh is not only a holy language, it's a powerful language. A tefillah that's said in Lashon Kodesh can prevail even if a person doesn't 100% understand. The Mishabur explains that Lashon Kodesh is a real language. The other languages are like references. They're not even real. Lashon Kodesh is the only real language. And it has unbelievable strength. I heard from Chaim Kenevsky Shlita that the Chazanish, Zechat Tzadok Levrocha, was being maspid Rebelio Dushnitzer, Zechat Tzadok Levrocha. He was a man, really an amazing man. I mean, the Tzitkis of Rebelio Dushnitzer, there's stories and stories of the life that he lived. Just an amazing person. He saved, in his whole lifetime, he saved a couple of thousand shekel. That's all he had to his name. It's known that his tachlis of that was he wanted to give that to the Yorshim, to his descendants, that they should be able to print a sefer from him. It should be a zecher for him. The end is when he passed away, those couple of thousand lira or whatever it was didn't exist. They found out what happened. What happened was there was a Jew who very mysteriously became a Shemesh Shabbos. When I say mysteriously, he lived in Petach Tikva, where Rabbi Yehud Dushnetzer was a Mashkiach, and he had tremendous hatred to Torah and anything presenting Torah and Yiddishkeit. And he fought the Yeshiva of Lamja, and he fought the Shul. And the last ten years of his life, this guy, he was a farmer, he became Frum, and he sat by the feet of Rebbe Leo Dushnitzer and observed every word that Rebbe Leo had to teach. And the story was unknown, but after Rebbe Leo died, it became a foursome. What happened? This farmer had also a large area of, of, of ground, of land, that grew reeds, worthless reeds that he had no use for. And the little yeshiva kids, the young yeshiva kids, would cut before sukkahs, would cut these reeds, because they were like hefka, nobody cared about them. And they would use it for schach. And it got back to Rebbe Leo Dushnitzer that this is what was happening. And Rebbe Leo Dushnitzer felt that although it's hefka, and the man had no use for it, he probably benefited by the fact that it was being cut, he felt this could be a chilah Hashem. Even to a man who has such hatred, we have a chiv to make a kiddush Hashem. Rabbi Yehud Dushnitzer went and he met with this farmer. And he said, listen, you have a tremendous merit that there are Jews that are using your reeds, your wild reeds for schach. But I want them to own it. Would you be willing to make a contract with me that I buy this land from you, the reeds, that it's mine just before Sukkot. And that way it's owned. And he gave this Yid his last couple of thousand liras, what it was then, to buy this land. And this man was so taken that with time, he just, 
he was Makavra himself and became Mamisha Talmud of Rebbe Dushnitzer. That's Rebbe Dushnitzer. So when the Chazanish was Masped Rebbe Dushnitzer, he said, it's known he never ever got angry. And to be a Mashgiach in Lomje, never to get angry. To be a Mashgiach for a bunch of Yeshiva guys. And Rebbe Dushnitzer told the Chazanish, my magic formula is I talk in Lashon Kodesh. And Lashon Kodesh doesn't allow me to get angry. It's the Lashon of the Shekhinah. So how do we walk into Pesach, into the Seder, forfeiting our language, the language of the Shekhinah, and that's how we start the Seder. There's got to be an explanation. What's the Pshat? So I'll tell you what I think we could say and with this, we could also answer the concept of Shabbos, the concept of Shabbos Hagodl. The concept that the Baba Rebbe asks, which is why is there such a stress on Chippozim? Everything being rushed. Everything about Pesach has to be rushed. Chometz is a byproduct of something that was stalled in the kneading and baking process. Everything is Chippozim. Everything has to be rushed. The Baba Vareba has a beautiful Hasidish idea why everything has to be rushed. I want to share with you another, another concept. But to stress this, you know, you would think the most kosher matzah that you'd be able to get would be matzah that would be made out of kidneys. Because that can't become chometz. Kidney is a minig of Ashkenazim, our minig, not to have kidneys. But really, it's not uh, something that's a product that could become chametz. Only the five grains are able to become real chametz. So kidneys is not even, uh, can't become chametz. So if somebody theoretically would make matzah out of rice, it would be guaranteed to be kosher for Pesach. doesn't matter how much they slept. They could have slept a week in the baking process, it would still be kosher for Pesach. Obvious question is, so why did the Torah give us a mitzvah making matzah? Something which dafka can become chometz. And that becomes the condition in order for us to be able to be yoytzim mitzvah's matzah. It has to be bolidei chimutz. It has to be able to become chometz. The Gemara actually states that even if there would be an exemption of chometz from this particular cheftzah, not because it's not the one of the five grains, but because it has another iser on it, it has some other exemption why it can't become chometz, it's already possible to be a matzah. So the vulnerability of something being able to become chometz is itself what makes it kosher to be matzah. And yet, the whole focus, the whole stress, is that it must be not chometz. So, we should flirt with chometz and make sure it's not chometz. In Kol we always say the opposite. Let's not get near it. And here the Torah is saying, no, get near it. Get near enough that it should be able to become chometz. And only then, then and only then could you be yoytze the mitzvah. For nachilas matzeh. There has to be an explanation. How could that be? So I'll tell you this medrash that I started with, which I have to say is just an unbelievable 
unbelievable chizik. I don't think there's anything that could be a bigger chizik, at least for me. It's a Yalkut Shemoyni. And the Yalkut Shemoyni is found in Pausha's Bishalach. And the Yalkut Shemoyni describes Klal Yisrael by the Yam as we were going in and the Mitzrayim were chasing us from behind. And two things were about to happen. The Yam was going to split for Am Yisrael and then ultimately crash down on the Mitzrayim. And Smal, the Sultan, decided to persecute against Klal Yisrael, to prosecute against Klal Yisrael. And he said, what's going on here? What makes the Jewish people worthy? And the Mitzrayim should drown. They both worship the Vedazore. And I'll read you the Medrash. Says the Medrash, Hey Shivloy HaKadosh Bochu. HaKadosh Bochu responds. And he says, Shait the Shabbat you fool. Calling the Satan a fool. You're a fool. Vechiladaitam. Do you think it was Ladaitam of Dua? Do you think they worshipped the Vedazore? Because they wanted to worship the Vedazore. The Medrash states, Hashem, being Melamed Schus on all of us, says we only worship that's literally the hard work, and because of Tirufadas is like confusion. And you think, Hashem says, You think that we punish the Shoigig like we do Mezit? The mistaken, like the one who is negligent? The one who had a mishap? Who was a mistake? Like somebody who does it willingly? These are the words of the Medrash. And these words in the Medrash just gave me so much oil, so much light. And I'll tell you why. We notice a debate about whether there's going to be a mitzvah of Schirus Yitzis Mitzrayim, a mitzvah Shem when the Gula comes, and we even read about it by the Seder. We read the two opinions in the Mishnah of Kol Chayecha, if it's coming to include this world and next world, Yimei Mashiach or it's coming to include the knights. And the Gemara actually points out that when Mashiach comes, there'll be less of a need to talk about Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. And even the opinion that holds that Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim should be spoken about, the Gemara says it's going to be secondary. The, the Goygu Mogog and the Nisim of Mashiach, they're going to be on a greater level. So what is what is the greater level? And here's what I want to tell you what I think, what just we went through, and what we're going through, has been an unbelievable tikkun. And this is what I, I was thinking. The truth is, we put a lot of focus on Klal Yisrael's Memte Shari Tume. I realized this year that that's a mistake. 
We talk about it every year, Pesach, how Klai saw we were on the bottom. We were all the way on the bottom. And the Rabbi Shalom grabbed us before it was too late. We were unworthy. At Aram area, we were naked from mitzvahs. And the Rabbi Shalom saved us. And we put a lot of focus on that. And I'm not saying that there's no accuracy to that. It's words of Chazal. But do you realize that seven days after Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, we all said, Zekei Van Veyu by the Yamsuf. We were all on a higher level than Yecheskel Ben Buzi. 49 days later, we ourselves heard Hashem's voice on Har Sinai, saying, Anoichi Hashem Elokech. Something that never happened in history. So although we were in Memteshari Tumah, there was something very holy about Am Yisrael. Not just something that evolved later. There was pre-existing holiness to Klal Yisrael. Which is what Hashem told the, the smile, almost that with anger. Hashem said, You fool! You want to compare the Jews to the Egyptians? The Jews are pure. The Jews are holy. We're Am Kodesh. And everything that we were doing was external. And that's why we quickly jumped into who we really were by the Yamsuf and by Matan Torah. Because that's really who Klal Yisrael were. Now, Kodesh Baruch Hu said there were two elements that stopped us from being who we were supposed to be. One was called Shibud, and one was called Tiruf. Shibud is literally the hard work, and Tiruf is the confusion. We'll call it panic. Those were the things that kicked in when we left Mitzrayim. And that's why we weren't able to be seen in our full color of beauty, of who we really were. For that reason, the focus Pesach is for us to bring out that inner beauty that all of us have. And that's why the Bittal is Dafka believe. The Bittal is with our heart. The Bittal is something that we show that in our hearts we're disowning the Chomets. Because we were only able to leave because who we were inside of us. We didn't manage to do at that point physical beer Chomets. We still were physically integrated with the Egyptians. But we managed in our hearts to maintain a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why the Bittal, that's why the Torah incorporated getting rid of Chometz through Bittal to show you that's what's there. And only Hashem was able to see who we really were. The Malachim didn't see it. And that's the reason why we start to say their Beloshan Arami, because the Gemara says in Shabbos Dav Yud, that when you daven, don't daven in Aramaic, because the angels don't know it, they won't know how to deliver that filler. Only the Rabbani Shalom you could communicate in Aramaic. So we start to say there by saying, Hashem, you redeemed us as only you were able to see. The Malachim was screaming, Alolu Avdeavadazar, so the language we revert to at the beginning of the Seder is the language which is our only communication between us and Hashem. 
Because it was only Hashem that saw through all the Chomets. And He saw who we really are. This is who we want to be. And that's why the Matzah is made in a way that it can become Chomets. And the only way for it not to become Chomets is the Jew putting all his Koychas and showing how much he wants it to be Matzah. It's not cruise control. It's a Jew showing this is my life to do Ratz on Hashem. Purposely that's the way it's done. And that's the Chippozen. That's what it's all about. The Chassam Seifer has a beautiful idea. He says we needed the Schuss of Shabbos. Because Shabbos is when every Jew shows who he really is. He's not distracted. He's not working. Shabbos is when the real Yid, the Pnim, comes out. And the Chazanish, the Chassam Seifer says that the Korban Pesach was taken to the home on Shabbos. Yud Nissen. And the schus of Shabbos stayed with them till they left. That's why it was called Shabbos Hagodl, because it was an extended Shabbos. Rabbi Isai, I was thinking the following machshove. The last couple of weeks, there is no greater shibut that anybody has gone through. No greater shibut. And the tsaris, and the challenges. Pasha, I could tell you, Baruch Hashem. Haven't had in her any symptoms or any any piece of the sickness, but I haven't felt this week in a long time. Even my normal walking, which I do regularly, I exercise regularly. It's like with the with the koishi shibut to walk, pasha to walk. So koishi shibut we all had. Panic, tirof hadas. Has any, does anybody remember in their lifetime experiencing this kind of Tiruf Hadas? I remember 9-11. Even that had a Tchil of a Saif. But look at Klal Yisrael. Look at the beauty of Am Yisrael. In the Tiruf. In the panic. And in the Shibud. What are they? They're just being Goymel Chasadim Ishlereyehu. They're just clinging to Emuna. They're looking for more Torah. They're looking for more inspiration. They're looking for more Tefillah. They're looking for more Rachamim. So right now, this year, we were Mesakin. Whatever was missing in Yetzirah Mitzrayim, Epnei Atiruf, whatever Madrega we were missing when we left Mitzrayim because we were panicking, or whatever Madrega we were missing because of the Shibu, the hard work, now, in front of us all, we're seeing Klal Yisrael, Bitif Alto. I have no doubt that these last two weeks were the Zriyas, the true Zriya of Geula, of the Geula Shlema. The Geula Shlema, which a Mitzvah will be a Soifikates Lachotzer Isenu. And you and all of your Mishpachas. And all of Klau Yisrael should be Zoichem Mitz Hashem. That this year should be a year Soifikates Lachol Tzareisenu Tchilov Aroish Lepidyoy Nafshenu You should all have a kosher and a gezunta Pesach. The Ebishah should fill all the homes of joy and the homes that Nebuch experienced Sarah should get full of Nechamas and Yeshuas 
And we should only be misameach, be yachat, b'artzenu ha'gdoisho, v'shom noichal min azvochim,